Praise God. It is an amazing thing to feel in the midst of everything going on in the world and just kind of what we've gone through together to walk in here tonight and um, for the power of the Holy Ghost to be manifested so tremendously among us. And um, stand with me. We're going to transition here in just a moment. Let's We'll prepare to bring our offering. I just want to... Um, Tomorrow night, everybody say tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Everybody say 7 o'clock. Brother Shelton will be here for just an informal session. Okay, it's not anything you have to be at. I know it's last minute. They're going to be in town. And um, so if you can make it tomorrow night, that's great. If you have things that that prevent you from being able to come, no harm, no foul. Um, just come. It's just very casual, informal, whatever. We, we'll maybe at 7 o'clock take a few moments, pray together, kind of gather our minds together, and I'll give him the mic. And it'll just be that kind of night, and we'll let the Lord do whatever the Lord wants to do. Um, I understand this is an extra night. This is your off night, or you have other things you may do on Wednesday night, um, and it's last minute. So um, even if you can only come, whatever, just it's no pressure, no stones thrown. Tomorrow night at 7, we'll be here and receive something from the Lord. Praise God. Saturday night, Bishop Wright will get the microphone at 6 o'clock sharp. Um, if you can be here at 5.30 to pray, that would be great. If, if you, you know, I, you know it's, it's, it's quite a, this is quite a week. It is a busy week. We're fasting. We're praying. We're coming together. I know it's a lot, but God is going to bless, and God is going to honor the sacrifice. And um, when we make a sacrifice to get here, God will not disappoint. I promise you. I want you to continue to, uh, uh, those of you that are fasting along with us three days this week, each day that you do, do it until 2 o'clock together and um, be preparing and getting ready for what the Lord is going to do this weekend. Uh, Sunday morning we will gather together, pray at 10 o'clock at 10.30 sharp. Bishop Wright will get the microphone. Same thing for Sunday night, 5.30 we will pray. 6 o'clock he will get the microphone. And uh, there is going to be a mighty outpouring of the Spirit of God. Um, And... um, it just anything is possible. Praise God. Um, as you're, Before we give quickly, I want us to pray uh, for uh, Pepper Patterson. This is a friend of my wife, my wife, my mom and dad. Um, she has COVID. We're going to pray for her. We're going to pray for Art and Sherry Yarbrough. Art Yarbrough is in. I see you right now. He needs our prayer. We're going to pray for him tonight. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Henriksen. Did I hear they have? I got a text. Is that right? your sister, your sister and her husband, they need prayer. We're going to pray for, I don't have the first names, Mr. and Mrs. Hendrickson. That's right, Hendrickson, right? Yes. We're going to pray for them tonight. They are uh, battling COVID as well. Need a touch from the Lord and um, praise God. If there's other needs that you know of, uh, I'm, I, I don't mean any time for any to slip through um, the cracks, but if if you can lift them to the Lord. Let's lift our hands and lift these to the Lord right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray for Pepper Patterson. We pray for Art and Sherry Yarbrough. We pray for Mr. and Mrs. Henriksen in the name of Jesus. Lord, we take authority over COVID-19 in the name of Jesus. We curse it. We bind it in the name of Jesus, and we lose healing and miracles and recovery in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Calvary over it and take dominion over this sickness in the name of Jesus. COVID-19 go and loose their bodies in the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus, sickness go in Jesus' name, and we lose healing and miracles in the name of Jesus into their body and recovery in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, praise God. Praise God. Let's come. Let's give unto the Lord. As you give, you can be dismissed. Uh, everybody that is being dismissed there is exploring God's word in the back for those that are here tonight um, and everybody that is going their separate ways in Jesus' name. Praise God. You may be seated tonight, those that are hanging out with me. And um, praise God. Uh, brother, brother, brother Sanderfield is so patient and kind. I'm going to go to the book of Judges. Um, All the folks that run media and run sound, uh, they deserve double honor um, for the obvious reasons, but this, the second reason is because they put up with me, and uh, sometimes they get the scriptures before, sometimes they do not, and uh, sometimes they ask me for, you got a scripture? And I'm like, not yet. <laughs> I'll let you know when I get it. Um Judges chapter 6. Praise God. And then uh, I will read in Joshua a little bit later, in just a few in a few minutes. Joshua, I'll tell you where that one is, but it should be just those two um, scriptures. Uh, I'm, I'm doing uh, a so far... A no end in sight series on spiritual warfare. At some point, it will come to kind of a, a close. But um, I felt a while back to get into this and just ride it until the the flow shuts off. Um, and what marvelous things! There has been such a tremendous shift in the atmosphere and in the lives of people. It's amazing. Uh, to see what the Lord's getting some people freed up in the Holy Ghost. And, and um, Judges chapter 6, very uh, familiar story. 
I'm going to talk about a couple of battles that happened in the Old Testament and kind of discuss the significance of, of how they apply to us. And, and uh, we'll just start at verse number one. You got verse number one. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel because of the Midianites. The children of Israel made them the dens which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. So it was when Israel had sown that the Midianites came up and the Amalekites and the children of the east, even they came up against, Israel, uh, against them. And they encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth till thou come unto Gaza and left no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor ass. For they came up with their cattle and their tents, and they came as grasshoppers for multitude, for both they and their camels were without number, and they entered into the land to destroy it. And Israel was greatly impoverished, greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. It came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord because of the Midianites, that the Lord sent a prophet unto the children of Israel that said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt and brought you forth out of the house of bondage. I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all that oppressed you and drave them out from before you and gave you their land. And I said unto you, I am the Lord your God. Fear not the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but ye have not obeyed my voice. There came an angel of the Lord and said under an oak which was in Ophrah, that pertained unto Joash the Abysrite, and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. The angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where? Be all his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hand of the Midianites. The Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites, and have not I sent thee. Um, of, of the battles that took place in the word of God, there are... Uh, much there are different there is different significance to each one there are different circumstances surrounding uh, battles that happen and the Lord when this happened in the book of Judges a long long time ago one of the things that the Lord had in mind is when we would uh, be together as the church we would reflect upon these things that happened and hopefully glean from what was going on in God's master plan. He allowed all these things to happen so we could take a look at it and understand something from him. The, the, this particular uh, story is a little bit different than a lot of other battles in that um, you know, it starts off in, in the first verse, and the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. 
sin will always invite the enemy in. Uh, whenever sin is not dealt with, it opens the door for the enemy. Uh, we must get tired of the pleasure of sin before God will deliver us from the power of sin. Uh, I'll say that again. We must get tired of the pleasure of sin before God will deliver us from the power of sin. As long as we like it and we want to, to have sin in our life and we don't mind entertaining it, it will always have power over you. The only time it does not have power over you is when you get more sick of the pleasure that it brings and uh, you come to a place of true repentance, rejecting the pleasure that it brings, then can you get out from underneath the power of it. Um, and that's where a hang-up can be many times is um, God has to sit and wait until we get sick and tired of the pleasure of sin. Um, and then when we get sick of the pleasure of sin, God will deliver us from the power of sin. Uh, it's not a big deal to get taken care of. Uh, the devil is a loser. He was defeated on, on the cross. It, it, he is not more powerful than the Holy Ghost or the name of Jesus. He's not more powerful than the blood. The only thing that stands between us and deliverance is my own will, my own desire to get free of what it is that has built a fortress in my life and um, uh, is, is in control. And here in Judges 6 and 1... They did evil in the sand. This was kind of the common tale in Judges, and, and you get into uh, the minor prophets and th throughout the Old Testament. Uh, the time of all the kings is they went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, here's one of them. But this one was a little bit different, and this one bears uh, uh, giving a little bit of attention to because the Midianites come in, and they do not destroy them. They do not wage war upon them to wipe them out. The Midianites figured something out. They figured out we can come in, set up camp, bring all of our camels, be very intimidating, and not have to work. And we can glean from their work. We can take their, when it's time for harvest, the Midianites would show up and they would wipe out their harvest. They would take it all and then they would leave. And so it was not that they were up against a, a strength on strength battle where they all the children of Israel were dying. It wasn't like your typical battle. It's just the Midianites would sweep in, overpower them, intimidate them, and take all their stuff. And then it would happen again. And so imagine all of the frustration of work, 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 looking forward to the harvest, which should be a joyous time. Which, it, it, which is the payoff for all your work only to have that ripped out from underneath you and there's nothing you can do about it. And so uh, what they were fighting against was an, an, an oppression. A, 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 in typology, you could, it, was, it was like a spirit of oppression that would keep them from being productive. Prosperity. They could not prosper because of the Midianites. Satan uh, cannot kill you. He can't, ma can't make you make any grave decisions that will jeopardize your salvation. But he can come against you with the only thing in mind is to oppress you or to be there right when you're supposed to have a good day and you're supposed to get the payoff and there's supposed to be that good time to balance out the hard work and... 
just like the Midianites, sweep in and steal your harvest. There is, uh, Satan cannot make people uh, not live for God. He can't make you do all that stuff. But if you find yourself perhaps battling uh, the desire to be productive, just working uh, the 9 to 5 Monday through Friday, I live for the weekend type person. Like I just can't wait to get out of work. Um, I can't wait until I, I can hang out and do nothing. Now I'm not saying we shouldn't want time to rest or relax, but there comes a time where you got to realize whether or not your productivity is being stolen. And the Midianites would sweep in and steal their harvest. Um, Satan comes in subtlety. And the way that the Midianites came about and they did their thing was uh, they stole the harvest. And so it was an oppressive spirit. It was an oppression that they faced. There was no prosperity. Um, and it is the will of God for us to be balanced. If we're going to work, 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 there does come a time where there is a payoff and a balance and a harvest for the time that we have put in and the effort that we have put in. Um, and that can apply to your professional life in, on your job, but it also applies mainly to our spiritual life. Uh, and, and your job and your, your professional life is directly connected to your spirit. But hear me tonight, that there comes a point where it's not the will of God for every time something good is about to happen, something sweeps in and steals it. And if that is happening, if you could characterize things in your life that, you know, uh, if, if you could characterize your life, well, it always happens to me. This is, this is just, it always happens to me. Right before something good is about to happen. Right when I'm about to get ahead. There's a difference in things in life happening and there being an oppressive spirit that hovers over your head when something bad happens. For example, walked in back in the house on Sunday morning, fridge wasn't working. It's never good when the milk is lukewarm in the cereal. That'll depress you right there. Uh, the, 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 the dishwasher's not acting right. But with these things, I, it's not in the budget to fix them right now. So I'm just kind of trying to figure all that out. In the meantime, I'm start, I've had the guy come fix my fridge twice. And it keeps doing the same thing. So I'm thinking, should I call the same guy? Or is this, am I just getting like, is he enjoying this more than I'm enjoying this? You know what I mean? Like, so I, I had to pull out. Here, and I'm telling you what's going on. I had to pull out the back part of the, of the freezer and thaw it out with a hairdryer. Now it's working again, so it keeps freezing up. But there was not in this oppressive spirit that came over me just, it's okay, the Lord's going to take care of one way or the other. I, you know, whether it's right now, whether it's, I don't know, I don't know. But 
you can find yourself in scenarios where when something breaks, when something goes wrong, this cloud comes over you. And it's, it's like a repeated thing. Well, sometimes tires are going to go flat. Sometimes stuff is going to happen. But you can tell the difference of when there is a spiritual connection by the emotions and the feelings that flood over your soul when they happen. If something oppresses you, tires are going to go flat. Things are going to break. It's just going to happen. But if something uh, in life is happening and there is a spirit that comes over you, that presses you down in relation to that event, there is an attack of the enemy there. If you don't have peace, I mean, you can, you, you know, you can pray for your tire to be healed or you can go buy a new one or plug it. Now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being careful with saying that because uh, Elder Bishop Bourne had a, a car he talked about driving 130,000 miles on it, never changed the tires, never changed the oil, and it never had a problem. Something that was like over 100,000 miles. The Lord just took... Now, you could look at it and say, well, that's ignorant. Well, don't you know you've got to change your oil? Well, yeah, my natural mind does tell me that you have to, but I can't lie with what the man's talking about. It's all in how, in how far your faith can stretch. But I'm talking about a spirit that can sweep into your life and try to steal your progress. You're never going to get ahead. It's going to be like this all the time. You're always going to be behind. You're always going to have a bill to pay. You're always, always, always. And it's like this, this, this poking in your chest. You're never going to get there. You're, it's never gonna, you're never going to get a, a, a break. It's always going to be... This is what happened to the Midianites. Or what happened to the children of Israel with the Midianites. They would sweep in. Boom. And God gave them a great victory. And it's interesting to think that um, when they started out, there was 32,000 men that, that assembled together that Gideon was going to take against uh, the Midianites. And the Midianites had 185,000 men. The Bible says that when God was talking to Gideon, he said, 32,000, there's too many here, they'll take the credit for it. Now, I, I've read the story a number of times, and I thought to myself, now, 32,000 versus 185, that's still not very good odds. Like, but the Lord said, even 32,000 will cause you to be proud about your victory and to take the credit for it. So there's too many. First thing he said is, if you're scared, go home. If you're scared, go home. Now it's just us chickens here tonight. But I'm going to say that again. Here's how God deals with fear. If you're scared, go home. Man, I feel angels right now. We, Brother Steve was in the Holy Ghost. He didn't know what I was going to teach from tonight. I'm not, I'm, not trying to be, I'm not trying to be unkind or anything like that. Please don't misunderstand me. But there comes a point where we put fear to the side. And we, and we fight the battle. There's a battle to fight. So 
22,000 gone. Down to 10,000 men. Okay, go down and drink by the, go down the river and drink. 9,700 do it the wrong way. 300 are left. God says, okay, now we're good. This is where we need to be. 300 versus 185,000. And the Lord delivers them. Here's the purpose of the Lord showing us this battle. There comes a point where things do break in the favor of God's people. We should be able to enjoy the time of harvest. This is the will of God. Let me just say this right now. The days of us being in a building that is almost 100 years old, they are soon coming to a close in the name of Jesus Christ. And this city is going to see that we're not just, uh, and I'm thankful for what the Lord has given us, but there's coming a time of transition where God's going to say, okay, it's time for harvest, it's time for a shift, and God is going to bless, and we're going to reap the harvest and the blessing of the Lord in this congregation. Somebody say amen. Somebody shout, I believe it. Praise God. We have given, we have prayed, we have sowed seed. God has spoken to us. It's going to happen in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's hit the pause button there for a moment. And uh, let's go to the book of Joshua. Um, I'm not taking too time. I'm going to wrap it up here in a few moments. I'm not trying to take too much time tonight uh, because uh, a lot of us will be back here tomorrow night. And... Um, Brother, I'm looking for it here. I, I, I grabbed a different Bible. Um, uh, well, I'm going to just paraphrase it because I, I had my other Bible marked up and I grabbed this one and I, I don't have my study Bible. Uh, and it's in, it's in Joshua chapter 6 where they defeat Jericho. Jericho was the first city they encountered in the promised land. God tells them, all of the spoil of Jericho goes to my house. They weren't to keep any of it. And this is in type of the first fruits offering. Okay, the Bible says, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. This is what Jericho was. They were to bring everything, all the spoil, it went to God, went to the house of God. And after that, they were going to enjoy the spoils, but the first one went to the Lord. So they go in, they shout, they march around the city, they shout with a great shout, walls fall. They go in, they conquer the city. The only one that lives is Rahab and her family. They begin to take the spoils of war. Well, there's a man named Achan who says he finds some gold in the Babylonian garment, and he decides he's going to keep some for himself. So he takes it, buries it in the tent. He's going to keep some for himself. When the Lord uh, strictly said, Jericho, all the spoil is mine. You don't, you don't get this one. You're going to get a lot of other spoil. You're going to get, he's going to make sure they're taken care of, but Jericho is his. Achan, so Achan uh, sins against the Lord. He keeps what was supposed to go to the Lord to himself, walks, uh, takes it to his tent, buries it in his tent. And then the next city they fight against is Ai. They go to Ai. They're feeling confident. And uh, the men go to conquer Ai. And 
they turn, they become fearful, they are chased away by the inhabitants of Ai, and a number of men are killed. Up to this point, when they went into battle, there was no, there was no uh, uh, casualties. That's the way it's supposed to be. The Lord was on their side. So Joshua's, oh, something's wrong here. We shouldn't, we shouldn't. Why did we flee in fear? So he inquires of the Lord, there's sin in the camp. Okay, let's find it out. It's interesting, and I, I, it, it's, it, among this entire passage or this story is over a, a few chapters, but basically what happens is uh, they have a little worship service. And they bring Achan in and say, hey, Achan, let's worship. Well, Achan's got sin in his life, so when you got sin in your life, you can't worship. That's how they, oh, okay, okay, what's going on, bro? Kept some stuff, should have gone to the Lord, so they have to eliminate it. Achan and all his family would pay the penalty for keeping what was the Lord's. This invited death into the, uh, the camp. So they get it right. They go back. They take 30,000 men, and they stage. They do a setup. They, uh, the, the inhabitants of Ai come storming out and chasing them, and they turn and they run, and they act like they're scared. Well, they had 5,000 men set up on the flank of the city that run into the city and set fire to Ai. And the Lord told them how to do this one, gave them specific directions of how to fight this battle. And so uh, they win the battle. They, they kill, uh, it was 12, I believe it was 12,000 uh, inhabitants of Ai that uh, made up the city, 12,000. They all die. They win the victory. They find the king. They hang him by the neck. When he's dead, they take him and they bury him in the gates of the city. Notice every time that they defeated a city, they always found the king and they publicly dealt with him. Every time. The Bible says, uh, you, you will, when you bind the strong man, then you will spoil his house. They always made a public example of the leadership of that city and publicly executed him. There was one final man that they found that was the leader of that stronghold. And they dealt with him once and for all. And with every battle that you face in your own personal life, there will come the place when you pursue after whatever it is your besetting problem or whatever overshadows your life, there will come a time where you, in, in the spirit, find the final, there's a final battle. And you execute that chief spirit that has come against you, that strong man. There are other little spirits that will work in tandem with a strong man. And you may deal with little things, but there will come a time where you deal, with the, fi you deal the final blow to that besetting situation in your life. It may be oppression that comes against you. And, and I believe that, the, that God's people should not live in oppression and poverty, but God will give us victory over everything that comes against us to steal our joy, to steal our peace, and to cause us to live oppressed in life.
That's the will of God. It's the will of God. But there have to be certain things in order. God would not give them victory as long as they were uh, taking uh, like Achan. Is, is he took what was supposed to be the Lord's and that set uh, a number of events in motion. But what I'm talking about mainly tonight is a spirit of oppression linked with a, uh, a lack of prosperity. And this particular battle in, in Judges with Gideon. Uh, there was this, this dread that was upon Gideon. He was hiding behind the wine press, threshing wheat, and when the angel of the Lord comes to him and says, you are a mighty man of valor, it's like he exhaled. He huffed. So, okay. Well, if, if that's true, then where are all the miracles? It's almost like you can hear his tone in script. He, when, when, the, when you've had your harvest ripped from you uh, a number of times. There was like this hopelessness in his voice that the angel of the Lord came to him and began to speak to him and confront that feeling of oppression in his spirit or it came to the surface then. And every one of us know what it's like on one level or another for somebody to come up and encourage us, right? But you've been under it. For a while. And your natural response is, is one of, of like a rejection of what they're like. You want to believe it, but you at the same time reject what they're saying because you've been in the one, you've been the one behind the wine press and you've been the one threshing wheat. You've been the one hiding, just trying to salvage everything that's been stolen. Nobody and probably most people in this room have experienced what it's like for somebody to steal something from you. I know what it's like to have my, my house broken into and stuff stolen. It's a very violating feeling. And most of the stuff that's taken can be replaced. And most of the time everybody has the approach of, well, I'm glad I wasn't in the house and everybody's okay and we can replace it's electronic, it can be replaced, blah, blah, blah. It may cost some money, but, you know, whatever. But when you've had everything you've worked for every year, it's almost like not getting a paycheck until the end of the year, and then you go to get your paycheck. You're going to get one lump sum, and somebody sweeps in. and psh, Now, that's a little different. But God showed us this in Scripture to show us that we can have dominion and authority over these spirits that want to just wreck our good day after we've had a bunch of hard labor and toil. God is going to bless His church. God is going to bless His church. And God wants us to raise our level of, of expectation and wants to elevate and promote us into a place of dominion and authority to where yet when the tire does go flat or when things do break, it doesn't, it doesn't overwhelm us. It doesn't steal the victory out of our life, but there's a, we, we know that the word of God is true, and one way or another, God is going to take care of it, and the Lord is going to see me through one way or another. The Bible tells us uh, to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. If you look, and we know that scripture real well, but if you look a few scriptures before it, he's talking about their food and their clothing and where they're going to live and just the necessities of life. And nobody wants to see 
uh, you know, I got stuff I got to figure out right now. I've had the check engine light on for, dear Lord, I don't know how long. There's that yellow light looking at me. I hadn't sweated it. That's God's problem. It's God's problem, not mine. I got, I got. Because God is going to bless. If I have certain things in order, I can trust the word of God. And when I, when I do what I'm supposed to do, and, and I live according to the word of God, then I can enter into a place of, of authority and dominion in my life that those things will not be like a, a cloud over my head. And I'm not just talking about tithe and offering. Yes, that's, that's part of what was referred to uh, what is in typology in, 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 in the city of, in regards to Jericho. It was, it was the Lord's. But besides those uh, areas of our life, the mechanical things, the, the real life things, right? Whatever in your life is tied to an oppression or a feeling of stealing your victories or stealing your good days or your joy, the Spirit of the Lord is with you. And you may not, that may not be what you want to hear, but God was trying to get Gideon from behind the wine press because he was a mighty man of valor. And God wouldn't even let him have 32,000. That's too much for you. I'm going to make sure that when, that, that when you know when you win, it was the Lord and only the Lord. And I want to tell you that the blessing and the favor of God is only going to increase in this congregation. You know how that happens? God doesn't pour out blessing on a congregation only. He pours it out on individuals. And I don't know how you feel tonight, but I want the blessing of God corporately and individually. And I believe the Lord's going to do it. Would you stand to your feet right now and lift your hands to the Lord and just begin to lift your voice and begin to, whatever comes to your mind to come out of your mouth, begin to speak it in the name of Jesus. Begin to declare it in your own life. If you face that same spirit of oppression, that spirit that wants to come in and steal your victories and steal your prosperity and steal your harvest in the name of Jesus, we take authority and dominion over the spirit of the Midianites that would love to come in and wreck my harvest and steal my good days and steal my harvest in the name of Jesus and steal my victories in the name of Jesus. There is great blessing coming. There is great blessing that is going to be poured out on every family, on every individual in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You are a mighty man of valor. You are a mighty woman of valor. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. I declare blessing and a harvest in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Get your finances in order with the Lord.
And then start saying, Lord, I believe you're going to give me a house. I believe you're going to give me a car. Uh Uh-huh. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Uh -uh. Uh -uh -uh. It's not the will of God for God's people to be impoverished. That's not the will of God. It's the will of God for God's people to be blessed. And God will bless me at the point that I can handle it. So if I'll get my priorities right and I'll handle, if I'm faithful in the little things, he will make me ruler over bigger things. So if you'll get it together, and man, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I feel like we're right on the, man, I, I can't tell you what I feel in the Holy Ghost. I feel like blessing is just, is just, we are at the threshold of the greatest blessing we have ever seen, that the greatest blessing we have ever experienced, and God is looking for somebody to pour it out on that can handle it that'll still uh, keep their life in order when he blesses them that'll still keep their priorities in the right place when he blesses them I'm telling you that God is going to pour out millions of dollars in blessing in this congregation we are going to own a majority of this block right here I don't know how God's going to do it but he's going to do it God is going to take us into greater blessing and greater harvest than we have ever seen before. Lift your hands and magnify God in this place right now. Hallelujah. Come on, declare it. If you desire that right now, lift your voice in Jesus' name. It is not the will of God to be behind the wine press in the name of Jesus, but you are a mighty man and a mighty woman of valor. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. See, the word millions scares us. The word millions is beyond what our our brain is trained to think. But hear me right now that nothing is too hard for the Lord. God wants to elevate his people. He wants to promote his people. He wants to see other people look at his people and say they are blessed and highly favored of the Lord and they're not full of the world and they're not full of carnality and they're not using what I bless them with to fulfill the lust of their flesh but God is going to pour it out hallelujah hallelujah oh hallelujah 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 city of Springfield is going to see when we break ground in this field here and the city is going to know it and God is going to bless us greater than he's ever blessed us before and the city of Springfield has seen this building for almost a hundred years 1926 I believe this building was built we have wore it out but God is going to bless us And God's going to make it happen. I don't have all the answers, but I just know that God has the ability to make it happen. And he's going to do it. He's going to do it. I need somebody to believe that with me tonight. God is going to do it. Thank you, Lord, for your word. We receive it in our heart tonight. 
In the name of Jesus, we receive the good word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for the blessings that are on the way. I thank you for the provision that's on the way. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for the harvest that's on the way. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for the blessings that are coming upon God's people. Lord, I thank you for the miraculous blessing that's going to come upon the people of God. Hallelujah. 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 Clap your hands to the Lord and love him right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. I didn't even intend to go this long tonight necessarily, but praise God. We're going to come back tomorrow night. Those of you that can, 7 o'clock. I know it's a very busy week. Um, Bishop Wright will be with us, obviously, this weekend. You're fasting. You're praying. Uh, God bless you for your involvement.